This is Positive Parenting. Parenting expertise and advice from best-selling parenting author and national newspaper columnist, Mr. Dad, Armin Brott. Hey there, welcome to Positive Parenting. I'm Armin Brott. What comes to mind when you think about the word hackers? Probably malevolent creators of computer viruses or maybe bored coders who are wreaking havoc on the Internet. Well, those people exist. But there's a larger, more influential group of hackers who use their cleverness and ingenuity for good. And you know them. In fact, you're probably one of them. Parents are the smartest, most prolific hackers around. Just think about it. When was the last time your parenting day went as expected? Raising kids, particularly in the beginning, is the most seat-of-the-pants job that there is. You make it up as you go along, and every now and again you stumble upon a brilliant solution or shortcut that makes your life easier. In this part of today's show, we're going to be talking about parent hacks. So what's a parent hack? Well, you delight in your child. Of course you do. But along with the joy, let's acknowledge that parenting comes with its share of annoyances and dilemmas and full-on crises, many of which require fast thinking under less-than-ideal circumstances. The diaper explodes when you're miles from a bathroom and you've forgotten to restock your diaper bag. The kid's fast asleep until the pacifier falls out of his mouth and wakes up screaming. I'm sure you can come up with a few disaster scenarios of your own. In fact, one of them probably happened not all that long ago. We'll start talking about genius shortcuts that you can use for life with kids when Positive Parenting continues right after this. More with Mr. Dad, Armin Brott, after this, from the MrDad.com radio network. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. McGruff the crime dog here. Let's hear from an identity thief. Identities are easy to catch online. I send people an official-looking email pretending to be their bank or credit card company and ask them to confirm their personal information. Looks them every time. Safeguard your personal information on the phone, online, and especially at home because half of identity theft occurs by someone you think you know. Keep your identity to yourself and take a bite out of crime. Learn more from the National Crime Prevention Council at ncpc.org. A message from this station, the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, and the National Crime Prevention Council. Welcome back to Positive Parenting. I'm Armin Brott. My guest for this part of today's show is Asha Dornfest, who is the author of Parent Hacks, 134 Genius Shortcuts for Life with Kids. And I guess I should say author because you've compiled them into a book, but you were just saying before we went in the air that it's, it's very much a collaborative effort. It's a group effort. There are lots of people contributing these things, right? Oh, absolutely. This is this is the product of a 10-year community at parenthacks.com and now in social media on Facebook and Instagram. It's uh, there's no one person that could come up with all of these great ideas. I mean, it's definitely a, collect, a collective brilliance. Yeah. So tell us how it got started. You you posted this thing, said, "Hey, am I the only one who?" You know, or... effectively, that is how it started. Ten years ago, I was a relatively new parent myself, really overwhelmed by the job, and I it, honestly it wasn't what I expected. And I found that uh, the advice that I was getting from other parents often helped me so much more than what I was reading in the books. And so I started a blog, and essentially 
you know, screamed out into the void, hey, who else has some, you know, something to contribute? What's working for you? And people answered. It was it's still a miracle to me that this happened. <laughs> Hundreds of people responded to me, uh, you know, and, and just started sending in all of these tips and little shortcuts. And um, 10 years later, here we are. So is most of it good advice? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the great thing about parent hacks is that we're talking about really practical tips, things like putting the ketchup under the hot dog so right. that it doesn't make a mess. You know, so these are just little tiny moments in people's lives that they decided to share and say, hey, you know what? This actually really helped me out. And it's not to say that every hack works for every family because, really, everybody's so different. And, you know, sure. what, what works for one isn't going to work for another. Yeah. But for the most part, I would say it is such a smart and generous community of people. I, I feel like it just opened my eyes as a parent. You know, I remember going through this at a number of different times with, with various kids of mine and getting a little piece of advice from somebody and realizing, wow, that's like makes a difference. And like the one that pops into my mind, my kids are way old for this, but they, for some reason, the older two used to get their toes like completely tangled up with threads from socks, the inside of socks. And they were just, they were screaming and yelling about the pain. And somebody said, why don't you just turn them inside out? And you realize, whoa. I know. Whoa. It's, it's not a fashion show. The, you know, it doesn't have to look beautiful. So it looks, got strings hanging on the outside of it. But you know what? They stop with, the, you know, so these little little moments you live for, it's it's pretty cool. It can make a huge difference. And it's funny, I, I sort of joke that, you know, these these are not problems of eternal significance, right? It's not like no. the world is going to end. But for sometimes when you're a parent and, you know, your toddler wants a, the particular, you know, bread for the grilled cheese or whatever it is, at that moment, really everything stops and you just need to solve the problem. So I can completely appreciate that solving that sock problem was a big yeah. deal for you. Well, it, it was. I mean, it did significantly enough, enough that it then uh, 20 years later I still still remember the whole thing. One of my kids probably don't remember that. Although <laughs> my my uh, my middle one who's 22, her first words my mother's constantly reminding me of this when she was like 6 months, she was a, a insanely early talker. Foot hurt. Oh. See? So who knows? Maybe this, you yeah. know, this might have really changed the course of their childhoods. You don't even know. Having a little tiny tip like this to help you get there, it really can make a huge yeah. difference for another parent. So what was the first one that you actually put to good use? Oh, my goodness. Gosh, that was so long ago. How do I remember? I think, you know, <laughs> I think the first tips were really basic things like, you know, how hand sanitizer is so much easier because hand sanitizer was relatively new back then. Isn't yeah. that funny? Um, <laughs> but there are there are so many great hacks. Actually, one of them that made a huge difference for me was how to disable the auto flush sensor in public restrooms. Okay, oh. because auto flush sensors are really scary for certain for some kids, especially when they're just getting started using the toilet. Yeah. And so my son was completely afraid of those things. And somebody said, you know, just carry post-it notes with you and stick a post-it note over the auto flush sensor light. And yeah. it'll just disable the thing. And I thought, oh my gosh. I mean, that completely changed our outings, which were, you know, they were sort of like <laughs> spinning the roulette wheel when yeah. we would go into a public restroom. No, really that was true. a life was changer. Just having this conversation with my my twelve year old about she, she was interviewing me for something. She's doing a podcast at school, so I was trying to you know, tell stories about her childhood, and she had the same kind of a thing. And I'm telling you, as as a single dad taking a 
you know, 18 month old or two year old girl into a bathroom and having her scream at the top of her lungs. It, it's not good. No, <laughs> I mean, not, we can laugh about you know, it now, but oh, it yeah. is not good. It really no, is it's, not good. You know, and coming out of the bathroom holding this kid who now is happy, but it's like, could you please just, yeah, post-its would have been would have been really good, but I couldn't take her to movies. Oh, I, I it know. Was, it was amazing. I, I remember yeah. that, and and the, the really funny line that my son actually came up with after a particularly harrowing incident in a public restroom was, who invented these things, he said. Who invented these things? Doesn't... Didn't that person know that kids have issues? It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty clear-thinking kid. Right. He knew. All right. So let's talk about some of these things here. That you know, what, what's what's your favorite pregnancy one? There's there's so many of them. I mean, it's it's divided up into chronological order, basically. Yeah, there are and a lot of I, hacks from pregnancy all the way through preschool. Well, there was one hack that I actually thought was pretty smart, and that is, um, believe it or not, I. For when you're pregnant, there's this, uh, you know, we all know that for many women, there are water breaks. And this is a very dramatic-sounding thing that is hap- that is going to happen yeah. for some women. And nobody knows when it's going to happen or if it's going to happen. And there are those um, who suggest that carrying around an adult mm-hmm. diaper with you, just tuck one in your bag or maybe even, you know, put it on toward the end of pregnancy just to, in case. This is a really yeah. wonderful thing. I, I, I thought you were going to say what, per- another one that I've heard, which is you have to try to have this happen in the uh, produce aisle of the grocery store and have a jar of pickles or something. You're oh supposed my goodness. to jar and, you know, so just it all gets amniotic fluid, pickle juice, it all gets in there. Right. Who, what, they're not right. going to know. It just all gets, you know, yes. They, they mop it up, yeah. <laughs> But that's <laughs> so that was that was one actually I thought that was you know the first time I saw that I thought really but there are I actually c- confirmed this one I put it out there yeah. to you know people saying really is this really something that people do and and um, many women sw- okay swear so by so it. this is a guy question mm-hmm. about that specific thing okay. is an adult diaper enough to hold the amount of fluid that comes out. I, I cannot give you firsthand experience on this, and I have okay. not done scientific testing on this, but I would think so. Okay. This is, you know, anecdotal <laughs> evidence here, so. We that's sh- what it's all about. We, it, we should see. It worked for some people. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> so it, works for some, a, it worked for somebody. So that's like a Mythbusters thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they're off the air. This I know. Yeah. I wish we had, you know, a, a jug of water and, hmm, we could run our own experiments. So you talk about a little later on when uh, when the kids beyond pregnancy about d- doing things making the best out of uh, stuff that isn't there and i was just just having another conversation oh, i'm constantly talking about parenting all the time but uh, about when you're not you know if you're not ready or you think you're not ready you're just never going to have kids and my parents continually remind me that my first bed was their sock drawer when they were both students and you know, seeing that you know, making making a wardrobe out of a bookshelf and and things like that. I mean, just the the ingenuity that people come up with. It's it's remarkable. It is. It's actually really inspiring. I mean, I it, I I think a lot of times people talk about parent brain or or you know, they they just feel like their intelligence you know sinks a few points after they have kids or during that sort of intense. Uh, you know, newborn period because nobody's sleeping and how much can you really think during well, that yeah. time? But the fact is, I feel like parenting actually brings out this problem-solving ninja in people because we're so constrained by time and, and other things that we come up with solutions. We really do. And, um, you know, again, no one person can come up with all the answers, but when we sort of pool our intelligent intelligence and our brain cells, it's amazing what we we can come up with as a group and a community. You know, there was a whole 
collection of different kinds of things that you can do with tape. Not duct tape, but painter's tape, the kind that gets comes off a lot easier. Talk about some of those. Well, I love painter's tape, and I think duct tape gets a little too much glory, frankly. So it's time <laughs> for painter's tape to have its moment in the sun. So um, painter's tape is a labeling powerhouse. I mean, because you can stick it onto things and take it off easily without it ruining the finish, you can label anything with painter's tape. You can label sippy cups. You can label backpacks. You can even label clothes. Um, you can use it to stick drawers closed in a hotel. You know, toddlers mm-hmm. love to open oh, yeah. and close drawers and yeah. generally mash their fingers in the process. And so if you want to just keep those drawers closed, you can tape them closed for a while. You can put some tape over a, an electrical outlet um, just to temporarily baby-proof it. And there are just a, a tons of uses. Yeah. You can actually use it to make indoor hopscotch or, you know, some indoor Absolutely. racing tracks for, yeah. for cars, too. Talking with Asha Dornfest, who's the author of Parent Hacks, 134 Genius Shortcuts for Life with Kids. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll keep talking Asha. There once was a boy wizard whose name was Larry Smarter. Larry, why weren't you in Professor Dinky Doodle's mythical creature classification class? Well, I'm taking Algebra 2 in a foreign language. Oh, so you can talk to unicorns? Uh, exactly. Unless they're French. Larry wanted to go to college, so he visited knowhowtogo.org to find the classes he really needed. Getting into college doesn't happen magically. Learn more at knowhowtogo.org. Brought to you by the American Council on Education, Lumina Foundation for Education, and the Ad Council. Hi, it's Practical Polly's radio show. If you're just figuring out that healthier cooking oils are better than solid fats, you may be asking, now what am I going to do with all these tubs of lard? Ever had one of those moments when your favorite skinny jeans feel too tightly tailored? (laughs) Generously apply lard to your hips and thighs, and those fancy pants will slide on like a dream. Or here's a family-friendly idea. How about making your yard into a lard fun park? Frost your driveway with a nice thick coating and give those kiddos a downhill thrill no matter what time of year. Having a bad hair day? Yep. A little lump of lard can tame your flyaways in a jiffy. So there's no need for that lard to go to waste or to your waste. But get your best heart-healthy trade-up with healthier oils, like canola, olive, or other vegetable oils, which can actually lower your chances for heart disease. Now that's a tip worth keeping for life. Learn more at heart.org slash face the fats. Canola Info is the national supporter of the American Heart Association's Face the Fats campaign. Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, He's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Positive Parenting. If you're just joining us, talking with Asha Dornfest, who is the author of Parent Hacks, 134 Genius Shortcuts for Life with Kids, and also runs the website parenthacks.com, where you can submit your very own hacks, should you have any. Um, what? There's so many that are, are mom-oriented. That Yeah, like the... Yeah, the... Uh, diaper thing uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> just the, the, very, the thing yeah the diaper thing and then the, uh, the ironing the uh, cabbage leaves oh <laughs> which i mean this like not ironing the cabbage leaves it's that it's the oh, rolling roll i'm sorry roll ironing we're rolling them out with the with the 
with a rolling with rolling pin. pin. Well, basically, cabbage leaves help relieve swelling. So what, that could be like sometimes women get engorged when they're breastfeeding, and that is a very painful situation. Or sometimes their feet just get swollen during pregnancy. And believe it or not, cabbage leaves are an old home remedy for, for taking care of that. You just sort of lay on the cabbage leaves and lie there for a while, and it helps reduce wow. swelling. Okay. But I will tell you, there are many. There are actually a number of hacks in here contributed by dads. But dads were dads were my first big wave of audience when I started Parent Hacks a long time ago. Yeah. Because um, because at that time the internet wasn't really it wasn't really a source of parenting information. It was just sort of something new. And all of the programmers and the the folks sort of hanging out on the internet were mostly in the tech business, and many of whom were men. And so many guys were really into parent hacks because it was a way to talk about parenting that wasn't focused on motherhood. It was really gender neutral. It was focused on problems and solutions. There were all sorts of ways to talk about parenting. And many times women who came to my site later on said, oh, my husband brought me and said, I had to come and check this site out. In fact, that just happened just a couple of days ago. That's so so cool. Yeah, it's really great. That's something I'm really proud of, actually. Yeah. And one of them looks like it was contributed about trimming baby's fingernails. Yes, indeed. I, I will tell you a secret about that illustration. That okay. is that is an illustration of the illustrator himself. He snuck a little selfie into this book. <laughs> and I, I, I like to think of it as sort of an Easter egg. So, yes, the, um, the genius illustrator of this book named Creighton Berman, he's a new dad himself. He's based in Chicago. And, I, you know, this book really is what it is as much because of his illustrations as because of my community's parent hacks. Oh, that's great. It just reminds me, as I was looking through this thing, it reminds me of, of what you have to do to give a cat a pill. <laughs> you know, just wrap. I mean, that's just, that You're was another kind of, life a, in your hands. kind of a hack that in a way that something I had to give a cat. I've got scars. I mean, still from like 10 years ago, serious scars. And somebody said, why don't you just wrap the cat in a towel? Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> I could have done oh, that. Oh, you mean I could have done Yeah, instead of just. <laughs> turning my body over to this wild animal. It's true. Yeah. The cat yeah. straight jacket hack. And the and bait for those who don't know or have forgotten, baby's fingernails are just as bad as as cat claws. Well, not only that, you know, there's this slice. Oh, oh my gosh, you're, that's just I just had sympathy pain <laughs> when you said that. But the other thing about baby's fingernails is that they're attached to baby fingers, and baby fingers are very tiny and they're so delicate. And then you're coming at them with this metal claw, and I don't know. As a new parent, I was terrified that I was going to, you know, make a mistake yeah. or something. Well, a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is why I actually started biting them. Uh, you're and, not the only one. Many know? people just bite their kids' fingernails, but if you, you know, they're if you're soft. not into it. If you want to just use the clipper, (laughs) you just put them in the front carrier there. You know, so that's nothing to do with anything, but I remember doing a a TV show probably 10 years ago, and I was kind of co-hosting, and it was a a guy who had triplets, and he's just a really, really big Samoan guy, and he had these triplets, and he was just way over his head. It just, the kids were getting out through the dog door, and they were running up and down the street, and he would be taking naps because he had two other kids, and they were driving him crazy. And at one point, he turns around with one of the kids and is facing the other way, and I heard this kind (laughs) of, and I realized he is doing what, you know, what would sound really disgusting to many people. He was sucking his this junk out of his kid's nose. <laughs> and, you know, those are the kinds of things. I mean, so some of these these hacks, I mean, that's not one you necessarily recommend, but it works. And 
the, 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 I guess the message is that some of these things are born from desperation, and they work. You know, we could. <laughs> I won't get too graphic with you here, but I <laughs> oh, think go we've all got we've all got moments where we sort of do things to help our kids out. You know, because they've had some sort of diaper blowout or something else. <sighs> they've got the stomach flu, whatever. We've all done things that. You know, probably before parenting, if someone said that we were going to do that, we would just we wouldn't believe them. <laughs> but it's true. I, desperation does, you know, it drives us to be very creative. Let's put it that way. And um, parents have come up with incredible, incredible ways to deal with so many problems. And I think the thing, too, is that so many times we feel like we're alone in, in these situations. And when you flip through this book or when you come to, you know, search for parent hacks on Facebook and just see the fact is that everybody's everyone's dealing with a, a complication or something. And somebody has probably come up with a solution for it. And the thing that's most wonderful is that people are willing to share. People want to help out. And, and they know that we're all in the same boat together. And so there is a there's a really generous community out there of people ready to help. Now, what was your you know, we talked a little bit about the first one. What's your favorite one out of these? Um, well, it's funny. I you you're looking at me and you can see that I have my <laughs> book with me and it has about it probably has at least 30 post-it notes in here because people ask me, what's your favorite one? And I can never come up with an answer. So I just I'm going to randomly I'm going to randomly open to one of my favorite ones here. Oh, here's a here's a total favorite one. I'm going to show you the picture, but okay. I'm going to describe it for everybody here. It's to flatten the toilet paper roll to slow its rotation. Okay, because <laughs> <laughs> anybody who's ever potty trained a toddler, this might actually apply to you if you have cats, possibly a spouse. Um, toilet paper loves to just completely, like, roll onto the floor when somebody doesn't pull it properly. And this takes learning. Kids yeah. don't know how to do that. So if you just flatten the roll, it... It introduces a little pause into, you know, the spin and so that it won't just empty itself onto the floor. That's good. Yeah. Which, you know, reminds me of doing a review of some cray of chalk, sidewalk chalk that Crayola had come up with a couple of years ago. And it was like Flat octagonal. It was octagonal. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. That's just not fair. My kids are past this age. Instead of chasing things down the down the driveway or all over the place, who, you know, same, similar kind of a thing. Somebody said, well, why don't we just make it flat? Uh, it's or have you ever noticed when you've, you know, when you've rubbed on it for a little while that there's a flat spot and it doesn't roll? Oh. <laughs> there's there actually a hack in the book to that, that deals with the fact that crayons in restaurants always roll off the table, too. So I know it's, it's, a, it's a similar thing. It's like, really? Somebody thought of that. Yeah. So well, there's a lot of people. art art ones. Give art us, ones. Give yes. us an art one. An art one. Hmm. Let's see. I'm I'm rifling through my mental bank here. Well, um, this one actually I came up with. I did come up with a few of these hacks. I'm proud to say, and that was that you can buy these handled cleaning caddies. They're plastic caddies, generally used for carrying cleaners and sponges or whatever from from room to room. And I found that it worked really really well as an art caddy. So I used it to store art supplies like markers, crayons, you know, even some paper and other art supplies. And that way it would be very easy to take from the shelf to the table to do an art project. That was a really, that was a really helpful one. Okay. And uh, another one that was, that's a total, like this one solves a major problem. The major problem being glitter. Glitter. Is, oh, Someone recently yes. re referred to glitter as the herpes of the art world, which I thought was rather colorful and interesting. But- 
glitter always gets spilled, and one parent came up with a solution that if you just roll Play-Doh over the glitter, it will both clean up the glitter from the table, and it will also turn the Play-Doh nice and sparkly. So you sort of have like a bonus. And can you roll it all over your child's body is the question, because mm-hmm. that's where a lot of it always ends up. And you're always picking little pieces of glitter out of your hair three days later or I something. know, but really, glitter in your hair? Well, that's not such a bad problem. Looks pretty good, actually. Yeah, if you're <laughs> a kid, I guess, if you're if you have a big big time job and you have to go <laughs> yeah maybe maybe it doesn't but, it doesn't look so professional yeah i don't know who cares about professional anymore it's you reach a certain point it's just, just get used to it already right. i yeah. think so i think if you just sort of wear it with with moxie you'll be okay so tell us a little bit more about parenthacks.com so parenthacks.com is my blog i have been writing it for for 10 years it's it's evolved a lot over the years both as the internet has changed and certainly as I have changed as a parent because certainly my needs are different. I now have a, yeah. believe it or not, teenager. So um, now I, I do most of my hack sharing actually in social media. So um, new hacks are still coming in every single day on Instagram, on Facebook. If you search for parent hacks on any social platform that you like, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, also Tumblr. Asha Dornfest, the author of Parent Hacks, 134 Genius Shortcuts for Life with Kids. Thank you. I'm four years old, and I'm the only one in my whole class that can tie his own shoes. My mom took me to the circus for my birthday. Half my friends already went, but now I've gone too. Most kids make fun of me because I still believe in the tooth fairy. But I got five bucks yesterday, I believe. A third of the kids in my 8th grade class drink alcohol regularly. Over 99% of my class has been offered illegal drugs. Half of my college classmates binge drink, abuse drugs, or do both. But the frequent dinners I had with my family have helped make sure I'm not one of them. Go to casafamilyday.org, take the Family Day Pledge, and get tips on how to talk to your kids about drugs and alcohol. Have dinner with them often, and you can significantly lower their risk of substance abuse. Dinner makes a difference. A message from the National Center on Addiction and Substance Abuse at Columbia University. Hey there, welcome back to Positive Parenting. I'm Armin Brott. Here's a question that I got that reminded me of when my daughter was about six years old, because she went through exactly the same thing. Dear Mr. Dad, my six-year-old daughter has nightmares at least a few times every week. We've talked to our pediatrician, but he says that nightmares are pretty normal at this age. The doctor may not be concerned, but my wife and I are. How can we help our daughter? Your doctor is right. Nightmares are pretty normal, affecting 10 to 50% of kids 6 and under, but that doesn't make it any easier on you when your child wakes up screaming in the middle of the night. Before we talk about how to help your daughter, you need to figure out exactly what's going on. Is she having nightmares or night terrors? They sound similar, but are actually very different. Nightmares generally happen in the last half of sleep, somewhere around 2 a.m. or later. Your child will wake up with a clear memory of a scary dream, and she will be able to talk about it and may even be afraid to go back to sleep. It's not clear what causes nightmares, but they're often associated with something the child has seen or is worried about. Night terrors, on the other hand, happen in the first few hours after falling asleep. The child may thrash, kick, moan, or scream for 10 to 30 minutes. Her eyes may be wide open, but she's basically unconscious. The good news is that she'll go back to sleep and will have no memory of the incident. The bad news is that night terrors are really, really scary to watch, and there's very little that you can do about them. That said, 
here are a few things you can do to help. First, make sure you can always hear her if she cries out in the night. Get a monitor if you don't already have one. Take it easy, really. If you act scared, you're essentially telling her that, yes, there is something to be frightened about. Reassure her in a calm, soothing voice that it's safe to go back to sleep. Stay with her until she's settled down. Reading a story is a great way to ease her back to sleep. Discuss the nightmare, but only if your child is open to it. If she remembers her dreams in the morning, encourage her to talk about the frightening parts and to make up a happy ending to it. But if she doesn't want to discuss it, don't push the issue. Finally, probe gently. One recent study found that 36% of children who have nightmares are the victims of bullying. Is something stressful going on in your daughter's life, such as moving to a new home or mom and dad fighting a lot? Now, here's what not to do. If she's having a night terror, don't try to wake her. Hold her if she'll let you and stay with her till she falls back to sleep. Don't let her sleep with you, especially after a nightmare. Kids' minds work in strange ways, and she may get the idea that she should be afraid of her own bed. You may also be helping to create a habit that's going to be difficult to break. Don't make fun of her, criticize, or tell her that nightmares aren't real. They seem pretty darn real to her, and blowing them off as trivial will only upset her more. While nightmares may be associated with emotional distress, they and night terrors are often random events. Reassurance and support from you are usually enough to help your child until she outgrows the problem. However, if the nightmares or night terrors affect her ability to function during waking hours, or if you suspect that they're causing any health problems, you've got to consult her doctor right away. Thanks for listening to Positive Parenting. You can get more information on today's show and what we're working on in the weeks ahead at MrDad.com. While you're there, visit the MrDad.com gift shop with everything you need to help you become the dad or mom you want to be. Positive Parenting is a production of the MrDad.com radio network. Now, go be a great parent.